Chapter Twenty of the Brown Brethren. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Brown Brethren by Patrick McGill. Chapter Twenty. Back from Battle. And as we left the trench tonight, each weary neath his load, gray silent ghosts as light as air came with us down the road and as we sat us down to drink they sat beside us too and drank red wine at noile means as once they used to do from soldiers songs a soft rain was falling a low wind swept across the levels and the leaves of a near birch copse rustled in the breeze faltering timidly as they shook the rain from their shining fringes a soft bluish haze surrounded the tops of the birches the trunks were engirt with a pale mist which gave an eerie atmosphere to the whole wood the london irish had just left the trenches and were following a sunken road on their way back to billets and a month's rest the men were in a gay good humour charlotte the harlot the rabelaisian song was sung with great gusto the faces of sweet french maidens almost forgotten were recalled again the men's fancy rushed hither and thither painting rosy pictures of snug farmhouses and good cafes a month's rest away from the fructions of war how splendid where the wood grew thinner a brushwood screen had been improvised so as to hide the road in front lay an unlucky red brick village one which had suffered much from the guns of war every third house had been hit by shell-fire and many of the homes were levelled to the ground a heavy wall of cloud ragged of front crawled across the sky the sun was overcast but far up shooting through the advancing layers of black a long golden ray of sunshine streamed out and lit up the firing line save for the crunch of marching feet there was quiet the shower went by and the soft rustle of the rain falling on the grass by the roadside had ceased all around the country lay in ruins the self-sown crops in the wide meadows drooped abjectly to earth as if in mourning for the reaper who visited the place no more the men passed a house which stood in the fields a little brick red cottage with its chimney thrown down its doors latchless and its windows broken once a home of thrifty toiling people now the clear sun which succeeded the shower saw no housewife at work no children playing no man out in the fields storing up the harvest crops nothing there now save the guns which lurked privily and kept for the moment a decorous silence a big shell was following the men along bursting at intervals some five hundred yards behind the germans were sweeping the road trusting that the projectile would drop on any troops who might be marching along there the shell followed steadily keeping its distance and doing no harm but the range might be lengthened at any moment and then trouble would ensue the men marched rapidly hardly daring to breathe god i don't like your coal box said bob as he heard an explosion behind that blurry one was nearer i think further off i should say bowdy benners replied light a fag spudhole it will do you all the good in the world he burst into song give me a lucifer to light my fag and laugh boys that's the style pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile boys smile come boys sing up he called come on let's go the chorus was repeated and the men joined in singing roaring at the top of their voices bub straightened his back 
expanded his chest and looked at his mate bowdy with his cigarette in his mouth was bellowing out the chorus the cigarette moving up and down as if keeping time with a measure spudhole swept into a fresh song a well-known favorite the men joined in the singing there's a soldier out on picket over there there's a soldier out on picket over there there's a soldier out on picket and he wants his bloomin' ticket but the beggar's got to stick it over there he don't mind the dugout stenches and the godforsaken trenches when he's thinking o the wenches over there the voices died away as a shell burst in the road very close at hand nearer that time said bob i wish we were in the trenches they sighted the village to find the shells bursting all through the place and the buildings flying about the streets the children were in hiding not a civilian was to be seen save a pale thin woman of forty who stood at the door of a ruined estimate this had no doubt been her home probably she was still living in the cellar the men stared at the woman saw her bowed head her ragged clothes her queer weedy form in her eyes was a look such as the men had seldom seen the poor creature reminded bowdy of a dog which he had once seen prowling round a pond in which its young had been drowned what's she doing there out in the street like that said bob she'll stop a packet if she's not careful eyes right came an order from an officer in front and the men turned their eyes towards the woman at the door salutin her i wonder what for said bob her four children were killed yesterday by a shell said someone in the ranks the woman raised her head and looked stolidly at the soldiers her expression did not change perhaps feeling was dead within her at the other end of the village stood a ruined convent from which the nuns had not yet departed they educated the village children the little ones went to school daily their books and respirators under their arms the classroom was in the cellar of the convent as the men passed the convent they saw a nun dressed in blue homespun white frontlet and black veil standing at the door throwing crumbs to the doves which fluttered about her feet in one hand she held a rosary no doubt she was saying her prayers there was france personified france great and fearless a martyr unsubdued the sight was a tonic to the men unable to resist the impulse they gave vent to a rousing cheer a look of perplexity overspread the woman's face she gazed at the soldiers for a moment then throwing the remaining crumbs to the bird she retreated hurriedly into the convent what a fine woman that one is said bubble god there's something in them you know and they don't do it for show neither we'll have another song now one respectable like not one that we wouldn't want good people to ear how about little gray Alm in the west in the late afternoon the men arrived at the village in which they were to billet the battalion marched down the main street dog-tired and glad that the march was at an end the wine-shops were open and soldiers could be seen sitting on the wine-barrels smoking and drinking at the corner of one side street a cook was washing his face at a pump and half a dozen merry little children were flinging pebbles at him when a pebble hit him he would bend down raise a mess tin of water and fling it at the mischievous rascals a party of soldiers came out from an alley bearing between them three dixies of hot steaming tea they were indulging in idle banter and seemed very pleased with themselves their eyes glowed with happiness at the door of an estimate stood the patron gossiping with a neighbor and laughing heartily over something another party of children were hopping over lines marked with chalk on the pavement and chanting in unison a song of which 
Bowdy could catch a few lines. A la col dans la ville, a la col dans la ville, a la col, a la col, a la col dans la ville. Bowdy's platoon came to a halt in the square. The company cook who came there long in advance of the battalion was pouring fistfuls of tea in a Dixie which stood on a field kitchen. He was red of face as a lobster, and a smile of satisfaction lit up his genial countenance when he saw the men. "'You look pleased with yourself,' Bowdy said. "'So will you be pleased,' said the man, "'when you get your tea after a little. "'I've made it, well, extra strong, "'and Spudhole has just received a parcel from home.' "'The post is up,' Bob asked. "'There is a letter for you as well as a parcel,' said the cook, "'and we are going back for a rest tomorrow night, "'for a month or six weeks.' "'Are we really?' Bowdy inquired. "'Of course we are,' was the answer. "'We're going to get paid to this evening.' They were going back for a rest, probably to Cassel, and they knew such a delightful billet there, the Y farm. Bowdy breathed in the fresh air. Away from the firing line, the sun was sinking, and a soft luminous glow settled on the roofs of the houses near. We should have a bit of a spree tonight, said the cook, raising the dixie of the wagon, placing it on the ground, and stirring it with a long ladle. At the cafe round the corner, a champagne supper a song and an all-round entertainment are you game for it blimey of course we're game for it said spudhole what time will we start off first seven righto said bob and bowdy in one voice we'll be there end of chapter twenty